Happy Thursday, October 28th. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is the Fantasy Football Junkies podcast. Week number eight. Woo! Yay! Bonzi, Kalna, and I don't know if he's still there or not. Spanky, are you still with us, Spank? Or did he hang up on us? Still here. All right. This is... This is going to be a lot of fun, Cal. I guess you and I have to carry it like we always do. Uh, so, Spank, what what's the what's so what are you down for, dude? I mean, you're like a champion. You're like a winner. You're like like a like you know like the best team in fantasy football. Why are you so depressed? My team is circling the bowl. It's rainy here in the loo. People getting hurt. People getting sick. My team's falling apart. Notice the crickets right there, Kalna. Just notice the crickets, buddy. <laughs> a guy that depressed. a guy that when when you I, and I hope that you know what maybe I'll steal his spank box segment again. Don't be that guy. Oh, that, it sounds like he's depressed when he's. I'm gonna do a Gilbert Godfrey. How about that? <laughs> oh my! When you've got a winning record and your team is dominating, don't be that guy that thinks the the the, 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 the heavens are falling because you got a couple of injuries. I wouldn't say dominating. I'd say luck. Oh, okay. I like. Wow, man. This is all being. I can't. I, this is great stuff, Calvin. This is stuff we can use later in life, right? It's usually me that's kind of like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, un, unstable. Week number eight is here, and um, it, you know. We talk about it, you know, we, we a couple of podcasts ago, you shouldn't freak out yet. There's still time. You know, you can still get some wins. You can still move your way up into the the playoff positioning. And depending on what kind of league you're in, whether it's a 10-man league, a 12-man league, a rotisserie, whatever league you're in, last man standing, um, a flex league, whatever you, kind of league you're in, I feel like this week, this is where you're going to be able to tell if the chance is strong for you to make the playoffs or maybe not. Um, right now, uh, Spanky, Mr. Depression there on the phone, I would say his chances, Calder, would you not agree? They're high that he's going to make the playoffs. Yes, in our league, he's in second, right? Right, right, right. I would say that there's a couple of people, there's three teams down at the bottom. Um, a, one of those people sent in a, another email this week. Um, oh, no. <laughs> they their, their chance is not so good. So I feel like this week, week number eight, Calder, would you agree you need to make some changes to your team if you're down there in that bottom three? Would you agree? No matter what no matter what your record is, if you're in that bottom three, you need to make I feel like you need to make some deals. You're gonna have to figure something out. After you if you survive last week with all the injuries and six teams on a bye, and you're coming into this week with only two teams on a bye, though still riddled with injuries across the league, you're gonna have to figure something out soon. And you still have time to make a deal before this Sunday. Do not be desperate. You know, be rational. But try to figure something out. Spank and I tried to work some things out yesterday. Him and I can never connect in a trade. I think it's ego more than anything for both of us. And uh, But both of us, even though we're right now, both of us to make the playoffs, we're still willing to move. So if you're down there like uh, some of the guys in our league that, that are in the cellar, you, you should really start. Maybe maybe you swallow your pride and figure out something like maybe trade one of your best players for two really good players. Right, and so Callan is talking from that standpoint. Spank, I'm going to let you talk from the other standpoint. You know, you're you're sitting with a good record right now. You're in a ten man league. 
you're still trying to make deals because you know there might be a team that you're not so confident about that you have like you obviously you're not confident about your team so you're always trying I mean you say it every week you're always trying to make your team better and you're trying to get a better player at a better position spot how do you go about though trying to trade with somebody that's maybe at that bottom three you know what I mean are you trying to get something for more or are you trying to like you still trying to do the two for ones or what are you trying to do? I'm a big fan of the two for one. Sometimes you got to pay double for that, but you all, if if that's what we're doing, we're trying to make our teams better this entire time. But like Kalna had said, sometimes ego comes into that, but also your value of a certain player may be higher or lower than the person, what you're, who you're trying to deal with. They may say, well, you're, that's just way too much. So for example, the deal that we tried to do yesterday was for a, a first-round pick. So you're almost, I want to use a poker analogy, but you're pot committed on a guy, even though you're frustrated, and the individual, and it's Gibson, should have gone on the IR three weeks ago. For my standpoint, how do I start that guy? Or do I give up and package him in a deal to help me get through this week? I take it as a week-to-week basis. But you guys say a lot, are you – you say that a lot of the teams in the bottom tier, it really depends if your top four or top six is going to make the playoffs because I kind of disagree that you say anybody at this point, even though it is week eight, that is out of it because in our league that we always reference to, the top six make it. So all you got to do is go on a streak, but again, take it week by week. But if you're sitting at the bottom tier, so the bottom team in our league has, is two and five, the guy in sixth place is three and four. So it's yeah. really not that difficult, you know, to make that top six. Yeah, but I just think you're a little more trade happy if you're down in that bottom three is what I'm saying. And I also said earlier that, you know, it depends on what how, how many teams you make the playoffs. You know, I mean, that also all of that goes into a factor. And I think all of it goes into a factor, too, how many total points you've scored. Like if you've scored the second highest amount of points, but you're like in that bot, like say you're in a 12-man league, you've scored the second highest amount of points, but you're still down in that bottom six you know, the trade radar is going to be still going off, okay? And that's that's uh, that's basically what I, I was wanting to, to bring up, is that if you're in the bottom three, don't get raped on a, 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 you know, a trade that's made to you by one of the top two teams. Try to, you know, like what Spanky just said, try to still always make your team better, even though you're giving up somebody. Uh, you've got to really focus in on that, all right? So, guys, start them or sit them. Uh, week number eight, bye weeks also. We'll talk about that. We got the Thursday night football focus, man. And boy, oh boy, Kellen, I know you've probably got a, what, an hour and a half alone just on this one, right? I mean, geez, Louise, this is a, a, a good matchup, even though there's a couple of Packers players that won't be playing. Then we'll get to our biggest booms and busts and waiver wire injuries and then the spank box to wrap it up for week number eight. All right, guys, you ready for some questions? Sure. All right, here we go. At TK. A-R-D, at T-K-A-R-D, wants to know, it's a full PPR. He needs to know, who you starting, Damian Williams or Miles Gaskin for RB2? Oh, goodness. Uh, Gosh, you'd have to think, Damian Williams just isn't looking good, and that Herbert kid looks like he's taking over as the main uh, go-to back there in Chicago. Um. and then you got Gaskin, who's just been so spastic this year, and he's just he's had two out of the last three games. He's had double digit fantasy points. 
other than that, though, he has been such a disappointment. Malcolm Brown just went on the IR. So I would have to say by default, I would go Gaskin this week. Spank, who are you going with, man? Williams or Gaskin? I would probably have to agree with Kelno on that. Yeah, I'm going to go Gaskin, too, just because uh, it's funny that the uh, two of those players, they, they're brought up in my booms and bust again today. Um, Khalil Herbert, man, I, I, you know, I think he's going to have a huge week. So I think Damian Williams, I, I don't think he's a starter anywhere on your team. Miles Gaskin, you know, who knows? Like you said with Malcolm Brown going out, um, I would just go with Gaskin there. Uh, he also wanted to know he had a second. Hunter Renfro or Rashad Bateman in a flex spot? Spanky, go first. Mm, Hunter Renfro and who? Rashad Bateman. That's not bad. Uh, flex, PPR, did it say? Yep, full PPR. Uh, I like Renfro. Wow. All right, Kalna? Well, I don't know how Bateman is in this discussion because the Ravens are on a bye. It says Rashad well, Bateman. Say, oh, Renfro's is on it? a bye. How are we doing that? Yeah, both of these Renfro's guys are actually on a bye. It's Raiders. Uh, so I, this guy may want to look back and check out uh, what he's in week eight of the NFL schedule because both of these guys are on byes this week. Let me look at this comment. That's crazy. Yeah, Rachel Hogan is the. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Well, sorry, uh, Rachel Hogan, but that question is null and void. Uh, let's get to an email that was sent to us again. Fantasy Football Junkies Podcast at Gmail dot com. I was going to say Rashad Bateman, by the way, all day because I love that guy. Thank God you guys brought that up. I like Jason Bateman. Yeah, Very underrated actor. <laughs> He's great. Snark. I concur with that. Kalna, Kalna, we'll start off with you. You can answer this question first, and we'll go to Spanky, okay? <laughs> Email sent from JRB underscore 94 underscore boys for life at hotmail.com. You ready, Kalna? Yep. Is there such a thing called the gentleman's rule in <clears throat> fantasy football? I dropped a kicker for a bye week and, of course, had to wait to pick him up until waivers cleared. But nope, a vulture manager snapped him right up as soon as the waiver wire expired. First, shouldn't there be a time that is more fair for everyone to claim players like 9 a.m. when 99% of people are awake? And second, I know this manager who is also the commissioner. He tries to be a snake without being considered a reptile throughout the entire league. Please help calm me down. Thanks. Wow. Appreciate that, JRB. Thoughts, Calna? I believe there's some probably some personal issues between those two individual teams that is being aired out probably in his email. But I don't think there is a gentleman's rule when it comes to that, when you're coming off of bye weeks and you're trying to do whatever you can. And I think uh, in the dating world or in the single man's world, that's I'm not going to use the phrase, but I think uh, it's some kind of a – Block, some kind of block it's called. Yeah, yeah. A rooster block, I guess yeah. you could call it. And sometimes it's necessary to do whatever it takes. All, all's fair in love and war. And to me, with fantasy football, especially with close friends, it's damn near war. 
What about the second part of his question about the the time and the waiver wire when it goes up at like four o'clock in the morning? You think there should be a time set for for more? Do you think that should be more fair? We've talked about it before. When I think you had a situation where uh, someone got hurt and the and the and and you know not everybody's allowed to watch at the same times. We get that. We know that. But for the most part, if you're in a fantasy football league, if you can't watch those games on Sundays or follow those games on Sundays, shame on you. <laughs> But when it comes to these waiver wires and the time that you're allowed to pick people up, you can make that a little more fair, don't you think? I don't understand Yahoo. I'm in three of my leagues are Yahoo. And uh, waivers clear early, early Wednesday morning. But in my commission league, they clear around 2.15 in the morning. And another one I'm at, the Lake of the Ozarks guy, it clears about 2.05. And then our league with Spank, it clears around closer to 3 in the morning. So what I do, it's disgusting think about this is really disgusting i set my alarm for about 156 a.m set with a phone on my chest <laughs> while i fall asleep on the couch probably around one i wake up and i'm like who's open who's available because uh, i know spank's gonna be up for damn sure <laughs> that's good stuff all right so uh spanky any thoughts on that uh what was that email again jrb underscore 94 underscore boys for life at hotmail.com. So it's a pretty old email address. Yeah. So it's probably like Jason Robert bond and probably a graduating year at boys for life. So isn't your real name, Jason Robert bond. Okay. So yeah, but I've got a kid, I've got a kid with the same initials. So what are you trying to say? Other people can't have those initials. I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm just saying, so answer the question and quit trying to call people out. I mean, just answer the question. I calling the kettle black, calling people out. (laughs) So you emailed yourself because you think that because you drop a player that nobody can go pick up a player. Not what I said. No, not what I said. That's not what. That's not what. That's not what I said. I just want you to get it right. I want you if you're going to answer the question, make sure you know what the question says. Bully tendencies. Is there a gentleman's rule? Yes or no. No. Okay. Should the 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 waiver wire time be set? What's that? Email that back to yourself. Email no back to the to that to that question. Yeah, back to yourself. Yeah. Okay, just I don't I don't think that this guy would do that to his his general manager. I think he would be a little bit nicer about everything. Um, right. Moving on, let's get to another question. At oh, one of our favorites, guys. At overrated Andy, he's got another question for today. You guys ready for this one, Spanky? I'm going to let you go first. Are you ready? Sure. All right. After my lucky win last week against the best team in our league, my head got pretty big. I ended up scoring, though, the lowest points in week seven. Do I start blowing my team up and try the desperation trade, or do I try to stay steady with my overrated team? Spanky, I think we kind of already answered that with the beginning of the show, but would you like to address that at overrated Andy? Uh, yeah, always make trades. Kalna. I think uh, in his particular case, it seems like he probably should start making a move soon. The good benefit is there's an extra week of fantasy football this year during the regular season, so it's not as desperate as it would have been last week. But this poor guy, he did. It was almost like the week that he played the certain other team. It was his Super Bowl. He had climbed that mountain, and now it's just a big giant falling. You know, so it's like the it's like the big apple on New Year's Eve. It's just, oh, just slowing that going down, going down. But he went to a Super Bowl, he won it, and now he's just gonna get that participation trophy. There you go. At little Lensman, at little Lensman, he wants to get in too. Uh at Little Lensman says, I am two and five 
and only three teams have scored lower total points than me. But I do have Tom Brady, guys. How much do you think I could get for him? <laughs> At Little Lensman. Calendar, you can go first. I think that's the perfect guy to trade is Tom Brady. Just try to package him in a and he's he leads the he leads all players in fantasy points, all quarterbacks as well. And he has been remarkable. His weapons are there. He's going to put up crazy fantasy points the rest of the way. So somebody out there that may be wanting to better their team that has a mediocre quarterback that's sitting in a playoff spot, they might be give be willing to give some if they have some depth, give this guy two or three players for Tom Brady, maybe their mediocre quarterback in return, and two other great players, and then they he might actually, you know, sniff he's on the bubble. Maybe eventually he gets near the bubble. And uh, because of Tom Brady, uh, he, he could make a run at things if he was willing to deal him. Yeah, you know, just because I don't know how long the Thursday Night Football focus is going to be, I, I was, I was going to throw in a hail no or faux shout for Spanky here. You love trades, Spanky, but I want to know, all right? He wants to know how much he could get for him. Hail no or faux sure, faux show, you could get three starters for Tom Brady in a trade. It really, it, I mean, it, that's a crazy question just for the simple fact you don't know what the rest of your roster is made of. You really need to trade him. And I'll just pretend you're not talking about an individual in our league. If you have Brady, but you need depth or you need to find start, you have to find, if you're going to trade Brady, you got to find starters to win your game because those points, where are they going to come from? So I would say hail no. Wow. I think you could get three. I really, really do, especially with the players that are injured right now and so many teams that are hurting right now for starters. Like Calvin has said, Tom Brady is like a, like the golden goose, man. You know, But do you want to give him up? But if you get three starters, if you can get three guys you can put in your lineup, I think you got to do it. you got to do it. And the last one here from uh, at Vianney G-Boy, at Vianney G-Boy, at what point do I drop Gronk and Kittle? I keep looking at my roster, and I need a miracle to make the playoffs. Will either of these guys help me long term? Oh, and by the way, I am two and five in our league. Spank, does he hold on to Gronk and Kittle, or does he get rid of them? Uh, dump them both. Drop them both. <laughs> <laughs> Spanky will be there to pick him up at three oh five in the morning. There you go, boys. Calvin, do you think that you don't think either one of these players can help him in in the long term? Well, I think isn't Gronk coming back this week? I, I mean, think he's still questionable. He, even if he misses another week, with the, if he keeps Brady, obviously he has Brady. That's the perfect connection, and Gronk's going to be a red zone monster. But Kittle, man, you just don't know what to do with him. I couldn't drop him. I would consider offering. You know, you're going to have to sell low on this guy and get less in return than you expected when you drafted him. There's a good chance you could still get somebody out there that is in a good, comfortable position. It's like, well, this guy's going to help me in the playoff run. Even though Kyle Shanahan and that S show of a mess out in San Francisco, I don't have any faith in him. But that's somebody that could really help that, that last, you know, three, four games of the season and then into the playoffs, and some team might be willing to help that guy out. So that's another piece, a trade piece that guy could look at because that guy has potential and name value, and a lot of people put name value over actual results. Yeah, I think the two that you're going to – out of those two, one the Gronk is the one you're going to keep because, I, you know, that dude, when he comes back, 
it just seems like Gronk scores like two or three touchdowns <laughs> every week when he's when he's playing well. And Tom Brady, you know, he loves him some Gronk. So, yeah, I, I definitely would, would keep one of those two. Gronk would be the one that I would keep. All right, and last question from our listener. It's, uh, it's Kalna's favorite fan, Krista. But this week, she actually directs a question to all three of us. Krista wanted to know if all three of us are going to be picking the same bust quarterback this week so that she can start them because they're obviously going to blow up. Kalna, would you like to go first? It's hurtful, first and foremost. <laughs> we did, though. Boy, we look like idiots. Which one of us is Curly, Moe, and Larry? <laughs> I was watching parts of that game, and I'm like, oh, would you just slow down, Joe Burrow? <laughs> but I still, you go back to the week before and what happened, and uh, you just would have thought that they would have been able to, uh, Chargers would have been able to keep Burrow at least to a respectable number. He just blew up on us. So uh, we we will, maybe we've all, have the same quarterback this week, go the opposite. Just like the episode <laughs> of do whatever you whatever your first instinct is, do the opposite. Spanky, how often do you think that happens though? I mean, when you I mean, cuz that again, when I go back and look at and I and I listen to what we all said, we all kind of agree, like the three of us never ever ever hardly ever agree on a player whether they're going to be a boom or a bust, but we were all set on there's no way Burrow is going to be able to score. I think. I think in the, the we said he, he would barely struggle to get over twenty points. Um, I mean that happens, but it doesn't happen a lot, right? Right, Spank. Well, we looked at it versus the Ravens, and that's how I base mine on that. But as far as agreeing, no, we never all will agree on anything. Uh, but that was a tremendous uh, hiccup, boo boo. <laughs> chart the bed yeah it was that's bad. What fantasy that's what fantasy football is dude we're looking at stuff everybody has their opinion on how this may break down value players hey i think this guy there's a million different fantasy people shows podcasts however you look at it it's, you just kind of look down and dissect your thing and then when i or we look at our stuff we obviously don't communicate i don't communicate with you guys when i'm putting my list together and vice versa so I mean, yeah, I looked at I'm glad because I benefited from it, uh, but I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah, and and so I, I, I can't remember who she started, but I talked to her. She does sideline reporting here for uh, one of the big high school football teams, and I get to talk to her every Wednesday. And uh, she literally came storming up to me and just said, wow. She goes, you know, I, she goes, I was going burrow, burrow, burrow. You know, because I, I think I forget who she had. She said because it was just a bad matchup for a quarterback. Oh, it, she was in the same boat as I was. She, she has Josh Allen and Joe Burrow on the team, and she's like, I just had to start Joe Burrow. She actually went out and picked up. Who did she go out and pick up? I forgot who she went and picked up. But she went out and and, and from listening to our podcast, all three of she goes, you guys never agree on anything. She goes, I thought, oh my god, Burrow is gonna. She went out and picked up a different quarterback, and she started that quarterback over Burrow. So. Yeah, she was not happy with us. So anyway, thanks, Krista. We appreciate you listening every single week. Uh, thanks to everybody else who listens, too. And uh, now we're moving on. We're getting to that Thursday night football. Fo- or do you want to talk about bye weeks first, Calendar? Do you want to talk about bye weeks this week real quick? We can just get it out just because there's only two teams on a, on a bye week, the Ravens and the Raiders. So you're looking at Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs will be out, the trio of running backs from Baltimore, Marquise Brown, 
Justin Tucker even is important enough to mention there. Uh, Henry Ruggs, Waller. So, I mean, you got to replace those guys with some others. But, gosh, compared to having six teams and a bye with pretty good teams with a lot of players, this week is like nothing. So, really, it's not that big of a bye week problem. All right. Sounds good. Thursday Night Football Focus, man. It is a big one, man. Packers, 6-1. and one. Arizona Cardinals, undefeated. I mean, Kalna, this, I mean, it sucks that there's a couple of guys out, and I know you're going to probably talk about that for the COVID stuff, but uh, this is a fantasy football uh, owner's dream. It should have been, but I really believe that these guys out for uh, Green Bay is going to change the whole complexity of this game. The whole, everything's going to be a little different because of it. And I wish it wasn't true. You got a, Aaron Rodgers, who just does not slow down, he's kind of a man. What do you guys think about his hair? Spank loves the guys with hair. He, sa- he said he's doing it for a Halloween costume. I'm waiting to see if he's telling the truth. Uh, I, I just, I, I think he's having a midlife crisis. But Aaron Rodgers this year, besides the first week, I think he had one fantasy points. He's had between 22 and 35 fantasy points. I think he's averaging like 28 fantasy points a game. So you rarely doubt him. But this week, I feel that you should be really worried that he doesn't have Devontae Adams, who this year, fantasy-wise, hasn't put up the number one numbers like he usually does, but he's still one of the best route runners, one of the best receivers in all of football. He's out with COVID. He isn't even traveling with the team. Alan Lazard, who broke out last week, he's going to be out because of COVID also. So really, that comes down to Randall Cobb. Uh that's still in the mix, unbelievably, in 2021. And he's only had one week all year with double-digit. Granted, that was a 21-point fantasy week. But that's that'll be his main receiver target. Then you'd have Robert Tanyan uh, kind of hopefully, hopefully getting some red zone looks. But Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough look because Arizona's defense is for real. But I will say this, J.J. Watt is out for this season. I feel bad for that guy. One of the, one of the greatest talents as a defensive player in our generation, or at least in the last 20 years. And it just seems like his body has taken too much wear and tear. And he's, my opinion, he might, his career might be over. So you're going to be looking at replacing Aaron uh, Rodgers' uh, numbers. with He's going to have to tar- target Aaron Jones, who's a great receiver out of the backfield. I think his volume increases in both carries and in touches out of the backfield. And his backup's even a viable flex this weekend because of that situation with the wide receivers. Dylan, who kind of got left by the wayside last week, I believe he's a possible flex because he could be seen out of the backfield. And they could be trailing uh, Arizona considering they are a dynamic team. Um, but like I said, you, you really got to talk. If you can get Cobb, he's a probably a, you could probably start him as a third wideout this year on your fantasy team. And then Tanyan, who had like 11 touchdowns last year, I think he's going to have to resort to those guys tonight. Uh, with Arizona, you got Kyler Murray, who I took Lamar Jackson over him, I believe, in two drafts. Or it was real close, and I really wish I had Kyler Murray. He's turned into a legitimate passer this year. He's not just running the ball, and I believe the most yards he's had on the ground rushing is 39, which is unbelievable for him. So he's had two 40-point fantasy weeks this this year multiple 20 points and only two under 20. He's a talent. He's got great depth in every, I mean, he's got two good running backs. They're not great, but Connor and Edmonds, it's a perfect one, two punch. 
Connor Moore, the red zone, or the yeah, red zone running back, touchdown guy, and Chase Edmonds, more more the guy that's going to receive balls out of the backfield. And Edmonds seems to be on the on the mend. He had a good game last week, finally after having several uh, several downers. So in in this game, I really like Chase Edmonds more than Connor a little, but both are really worthy of both uh, starting as at least a flex and maybe even an RB two. Hopkins, who seems to be always questionable. And he always seems to suit up, but I believe he's still a game time decision. Am I right? I am asking this question. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it you know it looks like he's still questionable, but I mean, again, the report that I read though from this Dr. Morris guy on the Fancy Doctors, I mean, they said you have to chop this guy's leg off for him not to play. He's just going to play. That's just how he is. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. Although I kind of do because I have AJ Green and Christian Kirk in different leagues. But Hopkins, a dynamic, he's a Hall of Famer to be. If he's healthy, obviously Murray's going to target him. But then you got A.J. Green, which before the season you were talking, or even uh, one of our preseason podcasts, I thought it was sarcasm. But I would have never thought we were sitting here in week eight and saying, well, it's not really a bad idea to start A.J. Green. He's had only two games under double-digit fantasy points this year. He scored four touchdowns, and he seems to be actually – the 2A, well, not 2A, but the second favorite receiver to Hopkins with Murray. And you got Christian Kirk, who's a great third wideout. So all three of those wideouts, obviously, you're starting Hopkins. But you can start A.J. Green even as a third wideout or a flex and Christian Kirk this week. And then they added Ertz, which will take some uh, probably some targets away from A.J. Green and Kirk. But Ertz uh, had 14 fantasy points last week in his very first start for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's somebody else that will be in play. I believe the uh, implied total in Vegas is around 50.5 points. I think Arizona, just because Aaron Rodgers is there, it's going to be close early, but I think Arizona just has too much talent, too much depth, and a very good defense. And I think tonight they'll probably end up running away with it sometime in the late third quarter. Yeah, I only have one. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just have one hail no or faux shout. For Spanky. And this is serious. <laughs> you start. This is your question, Spank. Hell no. Or faux show. You start Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers this week. <laughs> That's funny you say that. <laughs> I say, uh, faux show. <laughs> Because because he also, and I don't want to get too far away from countless comments there, but he's at Kirk Cousins is looking ahead. He's actually my boom quarterback. Oh, my gosh. But please don't say that. Oh, Lord. I did, unfortunately. But Kalna, he, I'm, I'm in the predicament that you were just referring to with Cobb, so I bounced back and forth. So the main reason I'm a little in, in, the, in, the, in the tank today is because I've already accepted defeat for week eight because we're playing – Bonzi, I mean, he is the legend of fantasy football. So I've already accepted my defeat this week. So Bonzi, great win this week. You blew my. You're going to blow my doors off. My team's in shambles. You are the greatest. I am very non-attractive. You are very good looking. You are a fast runner. I am very slow. Well, we know that's not true. But I have. I'm debating whether if I put Cobb in my lineup or not, or if, I have half my roster playing tonight. So it's just like one of those we we touched on earlier in the season as far as 
if you get blown out of the water or you get up big on Thursday, how does that affect the rest of your decisions for the weekend? And I don't think I think I'm, I, it's going to be a gutsy call with Cobb, as you, you you stated. But I don't know. Yeah. So moving on to our biggest booms and busts, Spanky kind of just um, <laughs> led right into it. And I hope to goodness gracious, Calna doesn't agree with our first boom. And I think we showed our hand, Spank, with that question. Um, I'll let you go ahead and start off. These are booms and busts for week eight. <laughs> Calna's probably going to love the start of this one. Who is your first quarterback boom, Spanky? As we just talked about, Kirk Cousins, my boom quarterback. Basically, it really comes down to the Vikings got to try to keep up with the Dallas offense, so it's going to be back and forth. And I think if if you're in a pickle with the two buys, with if you had Lamar or or Carr, and Cousins may be an option out there coming off of a buy, that could be a good play. And if you're not comfortable with Rodgers, it may be one of those sneaky plays. But Cousins is my boom. Yeah. Um, so. This, Krista, I know is going to be listening to this. I'm going to tell you right now, the only reason Kalna is not going to pick Kirk Cousins as his boom quarter is because he's playing. it's playing his Dallas Cowboys. Otherwise, you know, Kalna, you'd be picking Kirk Cousins because the numbers are there. The, I won't pick Kirk Cousins the, ever, the, ever again will I pick him. The, the over-under is, I think it's the biggest, highest implied total. It's like 56 points expected to be scored in that game. Cousins has scored at least 26 fantasy points in four of his six starts this year, and he's averaging 24.3. He's got weapons that are back, healthy. Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, Osborne, Conklin. He's going to score. He, I'm going to put him, and I'm going out. He's going to be top five scoring quarterback this week. Kirk Cousins in an upset victory over the Dallas Cowboys. My big boom. They're going to win 27 21. We can put some side money on that. <laughs> we can do it right now, so it's recorded. Who's your, who's your, who's your quarterback boom, Calna? I'd like to go down this path. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Who? <laughs> Daniel Jones. He's playing against the Chiefs. I tell you what, I would I would consider starting uh, Seattle's quarterback. What's the, what's the guy? What's his name? Geno Smith right now against the Chiefs. <laughs> I've never seen a defense that just lays down like they do. Spagnola, their coordinator, has uh, there's something wrong. That team needs to shake it up. I love watching Mahomes and those guys, but there's something wrong with them. I think they are still a, a really good offense, and they're going to put up some points on the Giants, obviously. The Giants are not that good. But Daniel Jones can do it all. He can run. He has a good arm. He's not the most accurate passer. But just because he's playing the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, their they're over-under is 52 and a half. So they expect a lot of scoring there. I just think Daniel Jones with his ability to run also and, uh, you know, get some points through the air, I think he'll be – and I could have picked a bunch of really top-A quarterbacks to be my boom this week. But I, I just – I think Daniel Jones, just because of the poorest Chiefs defense, has a good chance to be a boom. Yeah, they have Tannenhill and Daniel Jones in the same tier this week as Aaron Rodgers. That's how – like scared people are about Aaron Rodgers and we're not scared. I guess worried about him not having his weapons uh, in green Bay, especially going up against that Arizona uh, defense. Calna, who is your boom running back this week? Uh, I have Joe Mixon just because, I mean, he's, he's dynamic when he's on. He has a little injury problems this year, but when he is playing and gets his touches, which he does get his touches, 
They're playing the Jets at New York Jets. I think I don't know what I didn't look to see Cincinnati's got to be favored close by ten points or more probably. But he's had uh, 13, 10, 23, and 12 fantasy points in the last four games. Uh, last week, the Jets let Damian Harris rush for 106 yards and two touchdowns, putting up 25 fantasy points. So Joe Mixon seems like a no-brainer. Even, you know, Joe Burrow probably will get his fantasy points early in that game, and then they'll commit to the run. Even Sammy P. Ryan would be somebody you consider in some garbage time. But Joe Mixon is my boom for running back. Who do you got, Spank? My boom this week is uh, Zach Moss, again, coming off a bye versus Miami. Good matchup at home. I like that. Mine is Khalil Herbert. Talked about him a lot, and I really hope the Bears continue to stick with this guy, not because I have him in every single one of my fantasy football teams. Uh, But, uh, you know, Williams returned in Week 7 at Tampa Bay from his one-game absence. Herbert still played 77% of the snaps. Uh, looked really, really good against the Buccaneers. 18 carries, 100 yards, along with five catches. Uh, he scored 18 PPR points in consecutive games and has at least 21 total touches in each outing over that span. 49ers have allowed a running back to score in four games in a row. Hopefully Herbert comes uh, and keeps that streak alive. He's worth, I think, actually using as a number two running back in all leagues, and, and I've got him starting in all of mine as well. Uh, boom, wide receiver. I'll get it started. Michael Pittman. Again, a player that I have on several of my teams. Now, we'll see if T.Y. Hilton is able to play this week. I'm trying to get the updated uh, injury report on him right now as it's refreshing. But Carson Wentz should continue to lean on Pittman as the number one guy. He, he scored at least 11 PPR points in five of his past six games, including 20 PPR points in Week 7 at San Fran with four catches for 105 yards and a TD. Titans have allowed five receivers to score at least 11 PPR points. And uh, against Buffalo, Kansas City, Pittman should be considered, I think, a top 15 fantasy wide receiver in all leagues this week, uh, especially if Hilton uh, stays out. Spank, who's your wide receiver boom? Uh, I went with a wide receiver with two first names coming off of an injury. Jerry Judy versus Washington. Great matchup uh, against Washington, who uh, they can't even cover up your bald spot. So I like that play. You talking to me or Calna on that? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw my head in a surveillance camera at a gas station the other day, and you don't I don't get to see the top of my head ever. Oh my god, the male horseshoe pattern has come to full effect. It's like it's like uh I don't even know, Secretariat's horseshoe. It had to be extra giant. Who's your wide receiver boom, Calna? Oh, uh, Keenan Allen. I'm going to go out on a limb with Keenan Allen. Whoa. He's not performed up to stuff this year. And Bill Belichick is known for taking out the best player on a team and concentrating on them. My opinion, Eckler is their best player. And Williams, Mike Williams, is number two wide receiver, has come along this year. And I just think Keenan Allen might have a chance to break out finally. And I, I am going on a limb. I could have picked a lot of other guys, but I, I like the chance. He's got to break out. He's, he has had the target. He's had the air yards. Just Herbert and him haven't connected well. So Keenan Allen for his first big breakout game of the season. All right, Calendall, let's stick with you. And who is your flex boom? It could be a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or it could be a tight end. I'm going to go with Eli Mitchell of the 49ers. Uh, Last week, they played Sunday Night Football against the Colts. I did not get to watch much of that game because there were tornado warnings in, like, the most rural places of Missouri. And I tell you what, I I, I was getting so angry that they were talking about these. And I expected to see next morning, wake up, and, you know, God forbid, see just complete decimation. 
there's a couple barns blown down. So I didn't get to watch an entire NFL game because of some big, scary tornadoes. Jesus, sorry. But Eli Mitchell looked great in that first half against uh, the Colts. I think they've committed to him as their number one running back. They don't really have another option. So against the Bears, they have a really porous, uh, I mean, just, just just not a good team. Nagy's running it. I look for Eli Mitchell to have one of his biggest breakouts. I wouldn't use the breakout because he had a good week last week, but I think Eli Mitchell will, will contribute highly in this game. I'm going to go out on a limb for this pick um, and go Kenneth Gainwell. I really think it's going out on a limb because the, the Eagles, how are they going to replace Miles Sanders? I mean, I don't think we know. Is it Gainwell, Boston? Is it that Scott guy? Uh, Boston Scott, is, is it potentially Jordan Howard? Uh, Gainwell looks like the best uh, out of that lot. He should be considered a borderline starter, maybe flex in all leagues, especially if you're in a PPR, full PPR league. Lions are number five in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. Detroit has allowed six total touchdowns running backs in the past four games and 12 total TDs to that position this year, which is the most in the NFL uh, Boston Scott is a sleeper in deeper leagues, but again, they don't, I mean, will he get 10 touches? Who knows? Gainwell, I think I'm going to go on a limb and say, will be your flex boom for this week. Spanky, who's your flex boom? Uh, actually, can I break the rules and, and pick two? Sure. <clears throat> I have uh, Clay, uh, Chase Claypool versus the Browns coming off the bye week. I like these coming off a of bye week, guys. Facing the Browns defense that ranks 23rd in the past. And then I got a sneaky hunch about uh, a kicker, Greg Zerline, coming, you know, versus Minnesota, coming off of a bye as well. I was able to pick him up because my kicker has a bye this week, so I just kind of slid over and found the best available kicker. So I think uh, those two would be a good uh, flex boom this week. Yeah, you know, and I think that might be your only shot at winning in, in your league if you picked up Gazerline. Oh, no, that, I'm not winning. Boom. No, I'm that's not a winning. Boom. No, I've already, that, that's I've a big boom. That's a big boom. I'm not going to win. I like that. Gazerline, you heard it here first, guys. Going to win Spanky his match this week. Starting off with your busts uh, this week, uh, number one. I'll go ahead and start again with the quarterback because maybe, I mean, I picking this bust, I thought you guys would laugh, but after hearing Kalina run down the Thursday night football matchup, I just really think Aaron Rodgers is going to bust this week. I would not put him in that bust category maybe three years ago. No matter who was out on the field, you just knew Aaron Rodgers was going to do something crazy. I just don't think he's got that magic. I mean, say what you want to say about him running into the Chicago Bears end zone and just saying he owns but it, it, Listen, Arizona is not the Chicago Bears. Um, this is going to be a tough matchup for Aaron Rodgers. And again, looking at the quarterbacks... That could possibly score. I mean, the, the, every fantasy football site that I have gone to has Aaron Rodgers outside of a top 10 quarterback. So that means if you're in a 10-man league, they're saying that you should not be starting Aaron Rodgers this week. How crazy is that to say? Ryan Tannenhill, uh, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousin, and even Carson Wentz, they have in that same tier as Aaron Rodgers this week. So... If Aaron Rodgers is your go-to starter, I'm sorry to say, I just think he's going to be a bust this week. Calna, who is your bust QB for this week? This isn't a good sign. I have him as a bust also. So, Krista, <laughs> Spank, hold on. Spank, up, let's uh, Spank is your bust, Aaron Rodgers. It is not, but it's right up there. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Calna. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to tell Krista to go pick up Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's available. He'll probably have a fifty-point game. Uh, I, I just, I just. 
it's hard to bet against somebody so dynamic. His, you know, his entire career, he's showed up in the big games. But, man, when you're without that many weapons, and Devontae Adams creates so much havoc on the field, and it's just hard for me to believe he can't scramble like he used to. I think he's going to have to rely on those running backs and his tight end as much as anything because Randall Cobb doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the speed like, that he used to have. So uh, Aaron Rodgers tonight and his greasy long hair, I think he's going to be a bust. Spank, who's your guy? Well, I'm going to see if I can go on a run here and go for two weeks in a row of completely just poo in the bed with my pick at uh, quarterback. But it's just a feeling. But I think this is a week that Tom Brady doesn't isn't Tom Brady. Maybe it's gas. I don't know what's messing with me. Maybe it could be he's going up against New Orleans defense that's allowed six passing TDs in six games. But I just think this is the week that Brady isn't Brady. Plus, I won't be on next week to – suffer the wrath of this bad decision so good call all right who's your running back bus spanky running back i went with the 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 before mentioned antonio gibson who is on multiple of my rosters versus denver he should be on the ir like i said earlier to heal but no i would not be comfortable starting gibson until we see some success that he we're used to seeing him having yeah, the latest on on Gibson is that the coaches won't even get involved with this shin. Um, and and you hate when when teams and organizations leave that call up to the player because the player is going to play. I mean, they want to play most of the time. Uh, yesterday, it was reported that he did get limited work in practice, but. Um, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna touch the ball until game time. It says they're gonna rest him up, so we'll see. And and uh, you know he's not even in the top twenty in, in any running back uh, ranking at all that I've seen. So uh, I was just adding on to that. Sorry, Spank. Miles Gaskin is my running back bust. Gaskin, of course, is gonna benefit with Malcolm Brown on IR, and we saw an uptick in production last week against Atlanta with Brown going out. But Gaskin had a season high fifteen carries for sixty seven yards against the Falcons. He also added four catches for four yards and a TD on four targets. But, you know, even though he's trending in the right direction, I just don't like him uh, being good against Buffalo. I just just don't see it. Uh, I think this is going to be a down week for Gaskin, uh, given that matchup on the road in Buffalo. I think it's just going to be, uh, hopefully for me, um, a high-scoring affair with Josh Allen throwing six touchdowns uh, during his game. Who's your bust, Calnut, running back? I went with the out. Uh, it's almost like the opposite of Spanks saying Brady's going to have a bad week. I didn't really think about what Brady's going to do, but I think Leonard Fournette, who's come on fire lately, I, I just think against the Saints, the Saints' run defense looks really good. I know they play Geno Smith, and they can concentrate in the run, but, boy, uh, they I think they have a stout defense, and uh, Leonard Fournette, I, I just feel like he's not going to have – Alex Collins rushed for 36 yards last week, and – I, I I don't see Fournette being able to actually uh, make much. <clears throat> I don't even know what I'm saying. I lost my train of thought. Or something. Who's your wide uh, receiver, Bus Kalna? <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, T Higgins. What? That's a big surprise. I think T Higgins is going to be a bust this week because unless he does something really early in this game, I don't see any reason that the Bengals will continue to pass in this game. The Jets are so bad. They just uh, Patriots just put up a 50-burger on them, 
and that's the Patriots. So I just see Joe Mixon as being a running game. I think T. Higgins will not live up to expectations. I don't like that at all. Um, I do, though, have a Bengals wide receiver as my bust, though, in Tyler Boyd, because I'm going to prove you wrong about T. Higgins. In the past three games with Higgins healthy, Boyd has been a non-factor for the Bengals and fantasy manager. He's got 15 targets over that span for nine carries, 70 yards, and no TDs. He's only scored once this season. When Higgins was out with that shoulder injury in week three uh, at Pittsburgh, it was it was the Jamar Chase show, man. I mean, and, and Jamar Chase, just my goodness gracious. I, I I love watching that guy. I just love him and Burrow in, in the way they, they, they look together. And I think Higgins is, is worth using as a high – in number three wide receiver this week. I really do. But as for Boyd, it's tough to trust him. Lack of targets, production, everyone is healthy right now. And like you've mentioned with Mixon, I just think, you know, Tyler Boyd, you, you might want to put him on your bench and look for, for somebody else. Uh, Kellen, who's your wide receiver? I'm sorry, Spanky, who's your wide receiver bust? Uh, short and sweet, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the hammy scares me. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all down to the injury. I just... With all the targets there, we talked about it earlier. I just I don't think that this would be the week. Last week would have been the week for Hopkins to go off against his former team, but I just don't think this week. Look, you're not you're 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 not in the minority, and I've seen I've seen DeAndre Hopkins be way 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 low on a lot of people's rankings this week, especially like what Kalma said with with Evans and Connors both looking like they're 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 healthy and ready to go, and now with this Ertz guy. I can tell you right now, watching I've got Hopkins in several leagues, watching that game Sunday and just why this he I mean, Murray looks like he's already in a relationship with him. I mean, it's just like what's going on here? So that that sucks. So yeah, I do. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna start him spank, sorry. I mean, I have to. Oh, I'm yeah, you 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 still start him, but unless you got a I mean who's got a I mean, I've got a pretty deep team. I've got some other receivers I can start other than him, but you know. You got the best team in the league, right? I, I, I probably do. I probably, I, probably I, I beat the number one team and knocked them off last week. Pretty, pretty good too, with a, with a team all on buys. So um, yeah, I, it was a pretty good uh, moves by me last week. Um, with all your knowledge, how many titles do you have with all the leagues that you play? In? You know, and it's Just all luck, Spanky. I think you said it earlier. This this when we started the podcast, it's all luck. So I mean, hey, good luck. I mean, I'm congratulations on being lucky, and and to the other guys that are lucky. I mean, I just I really congratulate those guys. I really do. Uh, flex position bust. I'll start off with the wide receiver, Odell Beckham. Like Robinson, uh, it's hard to trust Beckham, who's playing through a shoulder injury. Might not have Mayfield back for this matchup either. I was, again, trying to get an update on his injury, but I couldn't get uh, one on him. But Beckham has two games this season with at least 12 PPR points and five outings. He's still searching for his first touchdown. Can you believe that? We'll see if Mayfield returns to action or if Beckham can rely on Case Keenum, but I don't want to start Beckham against the Steelers coming off a bye, even though this is a good matchup since Pittsburgh is number four in fantasy points allowed to opposing receivers. Beckham should be used only as maybe a uh, flex wide receiver in deeper leagues. I'd stay away from Odell Beckham. Spank, who's your wide receiver bust for this week? Or, I'm sorry, your flex bust for this week? Flex, I'm going with Melvin Gordon. Washington is bad against the pass, but better versus the run, so I don't think Melvin is going to do too good this week. All right, Calendar, who you got? Julio Jones. To be honest with you, I don't think I'd take Julio down to the schoolyard. He's been really disappointing this year. He's been banged up again. His last two games, he's had seven and five fantasy points and only five and four targets. A.J. Brown, who God, thank, thank God, has come on. 
he looks like the true number one we expected him to be. I just don't expect much out of Julio Jones, even moving forward. I just I watch those games, and he just doesn't look like the same player he was. I think he's 32, and age is starting to take its toll. All right. There's your booms and busts, guys, for week number eight, getting into the waiver wire injuries. Kalna, do you want to talk about some waiver wire pickups that you might want to look at? There's really not a lot, and a lot of these are stash players. Um, uh, that that I mean, it, it's really tough to be picking up players that you think you're going to you know start in your lineup. Uh, so go ahead and uh, any waiver wires you want to mention right now. Well, I mean, like you said, the, I believe in every one of my leagues, almost Boston Scott was available. Uh, and Gainwell was probably taken up in most leagues already as a stash or a handcuff or even a flex play some of the weeks. But Boston Scott, I believe, uh, I just think that they might actually rely on the veteran and keep Gainwell in the same role he was in with Sanders. Uh, more of a, a, a passing threat back. I think he will get some early work, work but I think Boston Scott is a, whoever can pick him up on the waivers, I think should shove him into a flex this week. I think there's a good chance he could go off. Um, let's see, Jeff Wilson. This is way. This is a stash, but Jeff Wilson will be coming back in a couple mo- uh, a couple weeks in San Francisco. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, Randall Cobb. He was available in most of my leagues, so that's somebody you could run out and get. Khalif Raymond. Now he was available. Also, he's the uh, looks like the number one in Detroit. They have to pass the ball sometime. Uh, Early, I said Sam P Ryan because that game could be garbage points. Then you got, I do want to touch on this. Antonio Brown, they say, is going to be out multiple weeks with a very tricky ankle sprain that is involved in the heel. Crushes me. I got him in two leagues. I'm really devastated over this. But last week, Tyler Johnson took his spot and had 67% of the snap replacement. So you know Tom Brady loves to throw the ball. Tyler Johnson might be a lucky, just just a play for a flex play this week, and maybe he does something with their volume of passes. Uh this is weird. I think it's a very, gosh, it's a boring story. Mark Ingram of the Texans got traded back to New Orleans. He'll obviously be just a backup to Camara, but that does move up. We got to, we never touch on this. We, there's guys playing in really deep 12 man, but 14, 60 man. So sometimes if a play, uh, something happens like this, Paul Lindsay and David Johnson's are going to get an uptick out in, out in Texans with uh, Tyrod Taylor coming back. It looks like this week. You got Brandon Cooks. They might actually put together a decent team and be able to compete a little more. So in bigger, deeper leagues, Paul Lindsay and David Johnson, somebody I'd consi- uh, I would consider picking up. Darius Slayton from the Giants going against the Chiefs. I said Daniel Jones is a boom. I think Darius Slayton is somebody that might, uh, with an injury, Galladay might not play. Shepard's always banged up. Ingram's always banged up. So Darius Slayton might be a, uh, somebody to look at. Uh, K.J. Osborne. Only reason I'm telling you this is because CBS Sports told me this. <coughs> oh my, I cough for the first time since week three. I apologize. Uh, KJ Osborne at 16 fancy points. You think Dallas is going to get whooped? Uh, people tend to think that uh, Dallas's defense isn't as good as they are. I think they're a lot better than they think. But I think that's somebody that could, with with them of 56 point over under, I think KJ Osborne is somebody that could do something. Uh, you got Beasley from the Bills. He's out there in some leagues. Callaway from uh, the Saints. They're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Tampa Bay. And then Michael Gallup's coming off the uh, IR possibly this week. He might not play. But, man, in that offense, that's a guy you might want to run out and get. For tight ends, that Uzman, I don't know how to say his name, from Cincinnati. 
he had a great week, and he looks like a very good target for uh, Joe Burrows. But there's my waiver wires. Yeah, and that's a good waiver wire, too, because I didn't realize there was that many guys that might still be available in, in certain leagues. And I forget that, you know, not everybody is in a league where we've got guys, you know, picking up players right at 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, on Wednesday mornings. You know, my, my the league that I'm in with my son and his football team, my gosh, I bet you half of those guys are available. I couldn't believe that uh, Herbert was still available in my son's league last week. I just I, I could not believe that. So those are some good waiver wire pickups. Injuries, look, I, I was looking at the injury list again, and every single week we do the injury list. It's like we still don't know because Wednesday's practice report comes out, and a lot of these people that are questionable, like 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 the one, what, who was it that we, we, we said was out? And he, Odell Beckham. You know, he was ruled out on the report that we read on, on the show Thursday, and he played. So I almost don't even want to read any of these injury reports. The one that I will, though, talk about, this Antonio Brown one here, um, his ankle, they say it's a, it's a bad spot on his ankle, and you need to watch Antonio Brown um, if you've got him as a wide receiver. Also, Ben Roethlisberger uh, did not practice fully yesterday, um, so I think it's his ribs or... Where was that at? Uh, I can't find it now. But I think, yeah, it might have been his ribs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It uh, just says limited at practice. Ribs, pectoral area, and hip. So he's all kinds of banged up. But uh, I would suggest you guys pull up an injury report on uh, fantasypros.com, cbssports.com. Those are really good places to go to. Yahoo, it seems to me, is kind of lacked in that category. Would you guys agree? I think as far as the injury up there, yeah. I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead, ahead, Spank. No, I, I. Well, you shouldn't really, in my opinion, you shouldn't really just go to one site. Period. You, when you're doing your injury research on your team, on your players on your team, I would bounce around and get as many reports as you possibly can. Well, yeah, you're right. But I mean, looking at, I, I did a uh, what was it a, a search for my son last week? Is he was talking about how a bunch of his buddies are in. Uh, ESPN fantasy football leagues, and I just said, "Man, Yahoo's the way to go." And I looked it up. You know, Yahoo's still the number one fantasy football uh, server that's used, and then it goes um, ESPN and then NFL.com. So, again, I think ESPN and NFL.com have done a way better job of updating certain. Because I mean, I'll look at certain players on Yahoo, and be like, "Man, why is there no update since last week?" And I just don't get that. So, hopefully, here's a, here's a real perfect example of Ty Hilton. Now. They they have the update on his injury, but their guy said you might as well drop T. Y. Hilton. It doesn't look like he's playing this week. Well, my CBS league, it says hold. You know, it doesn't say hold on to him. It just doesn't say anything about dropping him. He might still play this week, and it's a varying. I, I just learned that CBS because I'm in that big money league. Uh, they 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 report faster on injuries than than Yahoo does, and just updates in general. Though I still love Yahoo. I I hate ESPN. Now maybe their information's great, but their setup sucks, in my opinion. <laughs> I apologize for saying that, but uh, yeah, ESPN, as we are an ESPN uh, affiliate, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I didn't. Say, I, as soon as I said that, I, didn't say, I took my foot out of my mouth. It's all right, man. I didn't all right. mean that. All right, let's wrap it up, Spanky. You that's got the funny. spank box for week number eight. What you got? So before we jump into the spank box, we all have a mutual friend that is taking that. Uh, Long journey down the aisle next week, and let's all take a second here to either warn him of that walk or congratulations coming from all of us. I would assume you all agree. So congratulations to one of our best friends in the whole wide world. He's probably the loyalist listener that we have or maybe the only 
listener that we have. So congratulations, MD Mays, on your upcoming wedding next week in Vegas. Well, I thought he didn't Uh, listen to any of them. I mean, I was going to say if he listened to any of the podcasts, I'd give him a big shout-out and some major love, you know, from somebody that I've known since kindergarten and uh was in my wedding was in your not not even to get an invite to his wedding i i really hope they uh they don't last very long so count go ahead bud i congratulate him <laughs> but you always got to think about when you're getting married because after you get married things change i just i just celebrated my one-year anniversary this saturday you know what we did we crashed our own wedding venue that was my pretty wife cool. and i got dropped off by a fake uber she almost killed us uh, and we literally crashed and drank for free. No one knew who we were. It was one of the most exhilarating things I've ever done. <laughs> but the once once you get married, it's it, it starts the looking, the judging. They're always looking and judging. They're telling you what you've done wrong. I love my wife, but sometimes I I have to put her in her place like the old days. O M G, Cal uh, Spank, you better go, dude, right now. Spank Fox, go. Bang, box. Hey, hey, don't be that guy. I don't be that guy that if you want to walk around and say, hey, well, if this was a total points league, man, I'd be winning the whole thing, but it's not. Don't be that guy. The settings are what they are. Don't be that guy to complain about all the settings and say, well, I wouldn't be in last if, if I played this guy. Well, you play who you play and you got the points you point. You got, don't be that guy. Settle in and take the long haul and get the points that you get. Don't be that guy. I love it. I love it. All right. Looks like we turned Spanks frown upside down a little bit today. And uh, thanks for everybody listening. We appreciate it. Fantasy Football Junkies on Twitter, Facebook. Follow us there. Our podcasts are always there. Download the mobile app, 997themix.com. They're all there. You can go back and listen to them and, uh, and see how, uh, you know, we, we, we definitely lose some friends during this podcast. It's, it's good stuff. All right. Have a good week. Eight. Good luck to everybody except for my friend Spanky who is on this podcast right now. I can't wish you luck this week, buddy. I didn't figure it was coming. (laughs) Even though I I still think you win. All right, have a good one. And uh, again, listen to this show, and we'll make your winning your fantasy football league a reality, not a fantasy, with the fantasy football junkies right here with 99.7 The Mix.